Hi, and welcome back to the Business Casual. My name is Stacy, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, Abby. Abby, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me, Stacy. I'm super excited. Yeah, so are we. Abby is someone I actually know in my personal life, and someone who's very inspiring and motivating, and a perfect role model for many young women out there. So we are so excited to have her on the Business Casual. Abby, how has your quarantine been? Oh my gosh, it's been such an ad- like you know adapting to a whole new time. It's been a bit boring at times for sure, but I've really kept to like you know keeping my goals in, in front of me on my vision board so I can have something to keep accountable to and to pass the time. And obviously, it was so sad seeing what happened in the world, but it's been nice to kind of spend time on the back end of my business and using time wisely in regards to when everything reopens to you know feel in a good spot. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of us have felt that way. It's been definitely a change. I think so many of us are just go 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 all the time. So having totally. the time at home is so nice. Yeah, oh, especially coming from school, you know. Yeah, and for me and a lot of university students out there, getting to move out early was kind of bittersweet. You wanted to stay, but yeah. you wanted to come home. So it's all good, and we're near the end of the summer now. So sad. <laughs> I know, it's sad, but, you know, I'm a fall lover, so. I hear you. It's definitely the best for, like, fashion and, like, yes. all the nice hot drinks and all that girly stuff. For sure. And getting into that, we're going to do a quick rapid-fire question. Okay. So I'm ask you 10 questions and answer with the first thing that comes to your head. Ready to go? Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure at all. Don't okay. worry. All right. First question is guilty pleasure. Oh, gosh. I really... I don't even know if I have a guilty pleasure. <laughs> do you, like... Do you have any, uh, like a favorite food or something that you only eat on like, or maybe like a show you only watch? Oh, okay, I guess, okay, my guilty pleasure for food is definitely cheese and crackers. Okay. It's like a total, I know it's so simple, but it that is, is definitely simple. one of my faves. I can't eat that every day, so. <laughs> no, <laughs> love but. it, love it. If you could only have one makeup product for the rest of your life, which product would you choose? It could be like a brand or a specific product. I just really love highlighters. I'm all about like looking like sparkly and having that glow. So definitely a highlighter would be number one. Nice. Do you prefer nights out or staying in? Ooh, that's a tough one. I personally like both, but if I'm going to choose one or the other, probably staying in would be my fave. Celebrity crush. Okay, my celebrity crush was Paul Walker, but he is passed, unfortunately. But other than that, I don't really have another celebrity crush. All right, favorite vacation destination? Ooh, this is hard too. Um, I'd probably have to say St. Bart's is my favorite vacation destination. Nice, I've never been there, but... Oh my God, you got to go. Hopefully <laughs> It's like day. Europe and the, in the Caribbean. It's really nice. Uh, last show you binge watched because everyone's just been watching everything on Netflix. Oh, I know. Okay, the last one I just finished, Animal Kingdom. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've I, heard a lot about it. I've yeah, never seen it. It was good. It was good. That's good. It's on my top. My favorite is absolutely Queen of the South. Okay. Uh, but I've already watched all that, so my most recent was uh, Animal Kingdom. And what's the favorite concert you've been to? I've really been missing my concerts this summer. So. I know. Um, I really love the Kenny Chesney concert. It was at the Amphitheater in Toronto. Nice. Oh, that's and a that great was, venue. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. I it love was the so like, outdoor version of it. Yeah, such a good vibe. Uh, something you wish you were good at. I wish I was good at singing. Like, I wish Me that was too. one thing. I always wish I had some, like, you know, Christina Aguilera pipes, yeah. you know, rocking it. And just, yeah, totally singing would that. be for sure my number one. What is your favorite time of the year? Oh, gosh. Okay, well, I'm a huge Christmas fan. So mm-hmm. I'd say, like, the vibe at Christmas. But I obviously love the summer because I love being outside. Yeah, it's hard to pick one time. It really is. And last but not least, drink of choice. Ooh, like an alcoholic beverage or non-alcoholic? Anytime. Like, whatever your favorite drink is. I mean, I'm such a water person, but if I'm going to go water. with, I'll choose an alcoholic, an alcoholic okay. beverage would probably be like something fruity, like a strawberry daiquiri or, you know, Shirley Temple, like something nice, simple nice. and fruity. No, that's good. Yeah. Those are great drinks, especially now in the summertime. Totally. All the refreshments. For sure. All right. So Abby, why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself? You've kind of explored a ton of different career options. 
where you went to school, where you're at right now in your career, like just a whole rundown of uh, what you do and what your career path has been so far. Okay, so I guess I'll start with like my, I guess my education and school background. So I went to the University of Toronto as well and I did a double major in art history and political science. Uh, so just like a general BA. And then I mean, I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I went to school. So I'm like, okay, you know, I've always been, you know, enjoying people, social, um, sports. I've always been very athletic my whole life, which I'll get into later. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do a postgrad at Seneca College and do like a postgrad certificate. And I did that in sports and event marketing. So it's a program just based off of, again, like different realms of events and marketing and all that kind of stuff. So I really enjoyed that program probably more in the sense because I felt like it was more hands-on. I got to learn a lot more. So then from there, I just finished school um, at that postgrad cert and uh, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to try a fitness competition. I was working as a server, something so basic coming out of school. And uh, I met somebody that was like, oh my gosh, you got to do a bodybuilding competition. And I've never even heard of bodybuilding. So I'm like, okay, what's that? And long story short, I decided to sign up for one show. I was like, okay, if I love it, I'll pursue it. If not, at least I, you know, check something new off the bucket list and experience something totally different. So once I did my first show, I prepped myself, did my nutrition, did my training. I kind of just, you know, winged it, learned as I go, researched it myself, and I fell in love with it. I just loved the dynamic of, you know, whatever you put into it is what you're going to get out of it, and it, like, really tested you in a lot of realms. So then I got my certifications for, like, training and personal training specialist and some nutrition stuff, so I really wanted to learn more and more, and I was really interested in it. But funny enough, I was still competing as an equestrian, so I was kind of like, okay, what path am I going to take? Am I going to go the equestrian route? Because my dream was always to go to the Olympics. But I had a gut feeling that that wasn't my path. Um, and then I kind of was like, okay, I finished school. Um, you know, I always had other interests besides riding. And riding is a very expensive sport. For sure. So my parents, I was so lucky. Obviously, they supported me with my riding. But then after that, they're like, okay, well, you're done school. If you want to continue, it's going to be up to you. And, you know, I always want to travel. So, I mean, I didn't have, want to put all my interests and finances into riding. So I'm like, you know what? I can get into riding anytime. I'm going to kind of pursue the fitness route. And it was funny that by doing one competition as just like a hobby, kind of like something new to experience, I totally fell in love with it. And then that's when I started again, getting my certifications. Um, and then I was working at a gym at the time, LA Fitness and Vaughn. That was the first gym I'd worked at training clients as a one-on-one personal trainer. And then continue with my competing in the bodybuilding sport and doing bikini, which is like the more like feminine and tone division. There's all the different classes. So bikini was more of like, just look, you know, beach body kind of thing right and then from there uh you know competed all the way from like the regional level at the time you had to compete provincials to get to nationals so I had to do regionals provincials qualification to nationals and then uh, from nationals you can do like international amateur competition so I guess the most prestigious show that I won within Canada was the 2016 uh, Canadian nationals that was in Moncton New Brunswick and then in terms of like my all-time high was competing at the Arnold Amateur Classic in Ohio in wow. 2017 and Are I came like fifth there divided by like age so it was like under it's 20 the, or what was yeah it? so they go by open classes okay. and then if you're I think above 35 I think it is now um and then 45 you have like masters and grandmasters but mm -hmm. I just competed in like the open class nice. um and then they base off of your division off of your height class so you okay. had like you know the five foot to five foot three and then five foot four to five foot five and a half um so I was kind of like in the medium to tall height class depending how big the shows were they would divvy it up you know maybe a little bit smaller if the groups were smaller if they were bigger they had more classes right. but it was based off of height um so then you know winning the Canadian Nationals and then yes next year after that doing the Arnold Amateur Classic and coming fifth those are probably like my two highs in terms of my com like competitive career and I had done 13 fitness competitions from 2014 at the end of 2014 to the end of 2017 and then I haven't competed since 2017 I've kind of been taking a break to again like just kind of chill out it's really hard on your body because you're sure. training so hard and yeah. dieting so intensely and I wanted to focus on like my career and growing my brand um, so I haven't competed since 2017 but it's always 
I love it. It's like such a rush. It's so challenging in so many ways, but it's so rewarding. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. I've never heard of anyone else who's done these competitions before, yeah. but I've definitely seen your pictures. And for those of you who check out Abby on her Instagram and website, you'll see a ton of her pictures. And it's definitely, I think, not only a physical challenge, but a mental challenge. Oh, it's you definitely need that mental strength hundred percent to be able to push yourself. And I'm would love to ask what yeah. you've kind of learned through those competitions sure. and how you've implemented that into your career moving forward. Yeah, so definitely bodybuilding, I'd say, is like more mental than physical because you have to combat, like you are hungry to get to your body fat to be at the right leanness and obviously be at low enough levels. You have to be, you're going to be hungry a little bit for sure. And no matter what anyone says, you're going to be hungry at least that month out from your show, you're definitely fighting the hunger. So it's also persevering and pushing through your workouts because you have to do double cardio, training once a day with your strength training like it was just very regimented so in the sense of the mental mental toughness and you know being confident in yourself because you are getting judged on how you look and like you know appearance wise and everything as a woman it's really easy to get in your own head and yeah. you second guess yourself and you know as a woman you know as women in general we are hard on ourselves more than men in my opinion um, and then so that heightens it within competing and right. you've spent so much sacrifice it's definitely a selfish sport in the sense where like everything has to be regimented you can't skip out on any meals you can't skip out on your training it's very exhausting. So in the sense of what's helped me for my business world is one, I learned a lot about health and the female body from competing and just experiencing everything myself. But then also like the mental toughness where like, okay, if I want to achieve a goal, like I have to like be mentally engaged in it and I have to actually want it and work towards it every single day. Yeah, It's not just going to get handed to you. You're not going to have a winning physique by putting in only 80%. Like you need to put 100 to 150%. Like there's no less than 100% if you want to win and do really well. Right. So what really helped me with that was just to help, again, push towards my goals with like work as well as growing my business. Um, and then, you know, maintaining a good physique year round and having that bit of discipline and structure, but then obviously not to be as intense for, you know, day to day compared to when you're competing for a show. Yeah. And then at the same time, you were also competing. You were also growing your Instagram bases, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And you were doing all that social media side. And now I think you've definitely taken on a more entrepreneurial side of it, yeah. building your website. You also just launched an app, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so my fitness challenges, I've gonna I've connected now to a fitness app that's mine. So this way, like my clients in my challenge can have something a little bit more exclusive and give you know more videos on the exercises so they have a little bit more direction. Right. Um, but yeah, to kind of go into that topic. So when I was competing, I grew my old Instagram account. I built it to like 78 or 79,000 followers. And wow. I was like so proud because back then Instagram was so much more organic. Definitely it's more challenging now. And you know, people don't repost your stuff as often and you can't really get that growth and awareness in that sense. But it was really annoying because I had built that during like, you know, this really exciting time in my like fitness career. And I lost all my stuff on there. Like some clients I hadn't received their emails yet. And obviously all your DMs are gone. So right. it was really annoying in that regard. And I tried for literally a year and a half to try to get it back. And you were hacked, right? I was hacked, yeah. So it was 2017, there was an algorithm that came out and apparently it wiped out like 6 million accounts. I knew like five other people that lost their account and then wow. two of them got theirs back and then myself and two others, they didn't get it back. So it was really annoying. But I'm like, okay, you know what? I believe everything happens for a reason as much as it really, really was annoying. So I was like, okay, I'll just start another account, whatever it is, what it is. So that's why like... I really wanted to create my website because one, I want a platform that's literally my own. Like nothing can happen to it unless it's yeah. in my control. So I was like, you know what? This is gonna be a good time during COVID to really up that. Like I had a previous website, but I wasn't obsessed with it. And I did my research and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just create something that's my own. And you know, I've created it myself. So if I wanna make any changes in the future, I can do it myself. And then if heaven forbid, social media platforms get banned, like TikTok might get banned in the US, right. you know, like things can go within a second. 
that at least I have my websites mine and I'm controlling it. Yeah. So that's what motivated me to, you know, totally make a whole new website myself, add a membership base. So this way, you know, people can work with me, whatever, you know, financial background they have or whatever their challenges or struggles were, they kind of like as a one platform spot to kind of help anyone with any other goals within fitness and health. And then, you know, this way it's fun for me too, because again, I can be more engaged within my own website. Yeah. And have you found that now with like TikTok and Snapchat, like are you on multiple different social medias as well? Or? Yeah. Like I've been working like during COVID, one of my goals was to be more consistent with my YouTube channel. Nice. I posted, you know, years ago when I started competing, um, but I was just not really consistent with it. So between YouTube and growing my TikTok page, like I was like, okay, COVID too. I was just literally taking things up and notch with all my social media platforms. So yeah, YouTube I had about- is definitely a hard it is platform to go viral on i think totally those people that were lucky enough to get started when it first, first got started and so channels true. first started they really hit the jackpot i would say yeah and now i mean a lot of them are kind of i've seen especially during the COVID time kind of losing that platform because they're or losing their following because they're doing the same thing so for sure i think there is space for new um accounts and new videos and i've for seen sure. a couple of friends start youtube but it's definitely one of those ones where you have to be so, so consistent, consistent. It's and it's so hard true. to find new channels as well for sure like it's not an easy platform to you know find channels that you're interested in that are similar to ones you already follow like totally it's not as user-friendly as i would say instagram where you I can agree. like repost something 100 percent. and so, i find that like unless you've you know followed a few accounts i mean there's maybe one or two you know new accounts that'll say recommended to you yeah so it's it is always tough. popular ones that are already yeah. popular so I find that TikTok is probably the one that's the most organic right now. Yeah. Like as I started really being consistent end of March. So from now or from end of March until now, I'm almost at 10,000 followers. Wow. But I had to be, I literally have been so consistent. Thank that's you. That's really good. But I find that like that's in a, in a platform that hasn't been, not that I'm saying any platform's been tampered, but like it's not as saturated yet in my opinion. It's yes. still really, you know, use a lot. But yeah. I found that like if you post good content, people are enjoying your stuff, you're going to get that traction. Whereas yeah. Instagram, I find it's not like it used to be. Like it's a lot harder for people to see your stuff. Like some of my friends, I'm like, oh my God, did they delete their account? And I'd search them and I'm like, no, but I never see their stuff. Yeah, so it's, it's really annoying. Same with Facebook. They have a like, weird algorithm. And also with TikTok, I think that, or I was actually surprised at how well it was received by the public and by yeah. users. Because for me, it's not a very user-friendly app. It's I agree. a little difficult to navigate how to actually make videos. And I think that's why it's also rewarding when you get all those followers. Because sure. you have to put a lot of effort into them. Oh my God, it, like if I have say an afternoon off where I'm not training clients, I'm done all my online client work. I'm like, okay, I got to use that time for content creation yeah. because to be consistent and for people to want to actually be like, okay, I'm going to tune in. She's posting. Like you need to have stuff to post almost every single day. Yeah. And it takes a while to yeah. not only think of the ideas, but execute them and execute them in a way that you like. For sure. You always just want to redo everything. I like, know. Oh, it's not perfect yet. It's not perfect yet, but it's definitely a rewarding app and Hopefully it doesn't get banned. I don't know. I know. Know. Well, I feel like of... Microsoft might buy out TikTok, yeah. so then that's where it's not going to get banned. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. For sure. And like as we just mentioned, like those were just a couple of challenges that both you and I have faced. Yeah. And um, what other challenges have you faced this far in your career, and like how have you overcome them? So I guess the biggest challenges and stuff that I experience is fitness is such a huge market. I feel like everyone nowadays is a personal trainer, so it is really saturated in the sense there's a lot of competition. So it's one just sticking to your morals and like what you believe and I know there's so much contradiction and everyone has their own methods but it's just staying true to who you are and then you know again referrals will come from people being really happy with your work so I feel like the challenge mainly for myself is just because it's such a like it's huge the industry um and like again like there's so many communities that have so many like trainers and different gyms and again like now everything's moving online so again like you know growing your social media platform to build that community again it's even more challenging now because there's so much of that out there so I guess right now those would be my challenges and then to overcome them is just you know being consistent 
um, you know, just having a plan and trying to execute them and continually to, you know, engage with different people, go to different events to try to, again, spread your name and your word out there. Um, word of mouth is probably the best way, in my opinion, for, again, getting good clients that, you know, are similar to the ones you currently have and that respect you and really like your methods. So I guess the biggest thing is just, you know, it's really easy to doubt yourself, especially if you're your own business owner and entrepreneur. And again, such a market where there's so much out there. Um, but I think that, you know, if you truly are passionate about what you do, which I really love what I do, I feel so blessed that I can do what I love every single day. And I literally will work every single day because I really love what I do and working with people and making them feel really confident and good and strong too. Um, so I guess that what that's kind of what makes it worth it and just overcoming days where I doubt myself. Yeah, it's great to hear those that advice, especially from an entrepreneur, because you hear it a lot from everyone, anyone who's trying to start anything, that that self-doubt is always there. And especially totally. as females, I know we talked about it a little bit before, like even with body confidence and being confident in yourself and your abilities sure. is sometimes really hard for us. Yeah. And I think it's just, you know, I don't know if it's because that's what society has taught us or if that's just you know, something in the female body. I don't know what yeah. it is, but definitely a lot of us have that self-doubt. So like Abby said, just pushing through and like yeah. that perseverance. And just, I know sometimes it's really hard to believe in yourself, but that's why you want to make sure like, you know, your loved ones around you or your friends, like you have your clutch crew, as you can say, kind yeah. of thing where like, you know what, they'll have days you're down and you motivate them and bring them up and vice versa. But I find that what's really helped me is just like reading really motivational quotes every day like waking up and saying like one grateful thing you are grateful for. I feel like just the shift in the mindset right in the morning. And if you are doubting yourself, like either work out because your endorphins get rushed through or like read again a book that's really uplifting. It's just about how you shift your mindset. So that's why like competing in that sense really helped me because you have to be confident in yourself. Even if say that day you don't think you brought your best physique, you have to just mentally say like, no, I did because judges can see from your body language that confidence if it's lost, if you're doubting yourself. So it's a lot of it. Um, I know confidence comes over time, but just to keep in the back of your mind, like always believe in yourself. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, on the topic of motivation and inspiration, since you are a personal trainer and in the fitness industry, I think it's even more important in that realm because you always need to be so motivated and like you have to have that mental strength to mm -hmm. be able to push through those workouts. Yeah. So where do you draw your inspiration from or maybe who are the three most influential people to you in your daily life? Yeah, so I guess we'll go on the first question. So like ways I stay positive for myself, again, I find the basics, like making sure I get a good night's rest because again, if you're sleep deprived in any way, I just feel like it totally affects your mood. And then just something simple, I know it ties into my business, but like how you feel your body with your nutrition also plays a role. Like I don't know if you feel like when you eat a lot of junk, you just feel really miserable the next day and you're in a bad mood for no reason, but it could just be, again, just linked to what you're giving your body as nutrition. Uh, but then, you know, again, like if I'm ever feeling down, I'll either just, you know, go for a walk. Like nature really resonates with me and listening to a podcast like this one. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then again, like just looking up to people that I look up to, like for instance, like my dad, like he's an entrepreneur as well. He's built himself up from the ground up as well. Um, totally in a different industry, like in mining. But again, like just seeing him, you know, he went through his own struggles, but he's overcome them. He's had really great success. Like everyone has their ups and downs within any business, but definitely he's one of my biggest inspirations. Um, and I'm trying to think of someone else. I feel like I'm really simple. Like I just kind of look up to like people that I'm surrounded by, like a lot of my clients seeing their, you know, business growth within their realm and their industries, you know, and seeing them be amazing parents and still have their career and, you know, have the whole, you know, they have their social life. They have their kids doing great in school and being ambitious in their career there. I feel like honestly, like a lot of the people around me every day really inspire me. Uh, so that kind of be, you know, probably those, yeah. I don't know if I have a third, I think it's no, just kind that's of okay. that's there. Great. I think that everything you mentioned is things that all of us have in our everyday lives. So just drawing on those around us and making sure, especially for, I think, young adults and 
kids in university and college just making sure that we're surrounding ourselves with good people For and sure. reminding ourselves that the people that we surround ourselves with are where we draw our strength oh, and inspiration from so kind of keeping that in the back of our head as well especially with social media it sometimes can be hard to for sure kind of see through the um, fake versus real 100% so definitely just making sure we're surrounding ourselves with good people I think is something that I also yeah it's so important in everyone's everyday life so totally and like my fiance Daniel like he's like always like my rock and always so motivating so like even too when you're finding your person you know yeah. making sure like you pick them up when they're having down days and vice versa and then being like your biggest cheerleader so for sure like he always you know motivates me when I'm ever doubting myself so gotta give him a, gotta give him a shout out sweet. yes and congratulations to Abby oh, she was thank you thank recently you recently proposed to last yes. year right yeah in Paris in October and when are you getting married we're getting married um August 21st of 2021 oh that's so exciting yes. I'm so excited I can't believe it's almost a year away like it's time is flying I know well thank goodness it wasn't this summer I know we planned before COVID to get married next year anyway okay, so good. it worked out but I just my heart breaks for anyone that's gotten married this year or yeah. that had to delay I mean it's just so sad in regards I've obviously like you know we don't want anyone to be unhealthy and to be ill but you know There's putting so that aside 100 percent, 100 percent. and as we were just talking about mentorship and inspiration I highly recommend that our listeners check out Abby for um, inspiration and motivation and mentorship and all that so Abby where is it best for our listeners to connect with you online um I think the best would probably be Instagram so my Instagram handle I'm sure Stacy will have it out there but it's Abby Roman fit um, and then basically like my TikTok page that's the same exact handle and YouTube you just type in Abby Roman so I think like pretty much all my social media platforms and then my website probably would be like a good resource but to kind of get to know me I'd probably see my Instagram and YouTube channel and TikTok <laughs> and as Abby said you can definitely find all of her accounts tagged on our channel but before we close it off I'd love for you to leave our listeners with one piece of advice that you wish you knew when you started your career or that you've been given that really resonates with you so I'd have to say is definitely pursue what you're passionate about. Like I didn't know what I wanted to do when I went to university, but I think if I did things differently, I would kind of maybe even have just gone the more practical route. And I mean, I love, I had the most amazing university experience, but at Seneca, when I did my post-grad cert in a little bit more of a niche, um, you know, aspect, I found like I learned more and I actually really enjoyed it. But school aside, I think my biggest recommendation is just whatever you're passionate about, like pursue that because you're going to be happy working every single day and people will also, you know, see that effect on your face and your energy. So I think that for sure, you know, a lot of the time we're coming out of school, at least when I finished high school, it's all like, okay, you're going to go in business, you're going to be a doctor, like it's really black and white. And whereas now it's such a wide range of options because you can do more things online now. And at the end of the day, I think just go after what you're the most passionate about because life is too short and you don't want to waste it doing things you're hating and resenting because if you're hating what you're doing, you're going to bring it into your family life, your personal life. Um, and just again, with everything in the world and every, you never know what's going to happen. You got to just be enjoying every day. So I guess my biggest piece of advice to all you guys listening is to just whatever you want to do for your career your life like make sure you are enjoying it and you know your career is something you're passionate about that's great advice it's actually one of the reasons my sister and I started the podcast is because we wanted to showcase all these amazing career options that are out there that you yeah. aren't taught in university no one tells you in high school that are available to you because you know I felt the same way and even now I'm in university and I have a general idea of what I want to do but still not 100% and I think the best sure. way to kind of explore those options is to talk to someone who's doing the job that you want to do 100%. or that you're curious about so having someone like you on here who's in a very different industry than anyone we've had on the show before and hearing your experiences yeah, and yeah. how you got there and what your challenges have been like and your ups and downs and how passionate you are about the industry is really great to hear and I oh, hope that it you. resonates with our listeners. Well I think it's amazing what you and your sister are doing because I feel like again like females again I think they 
we resonate with other females. So kind of hearing perspectives from every age group, every kind of industry realm or whatever, I think it's it's really good and it just puts a really positive vibe on it. Thank you. And yeah. thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Oh my today. gosh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored and I hope that, you know, listeners enjoyed today's podcast and thank you so much, Stacey. Make sure you all check out Abby on our Instagram and check out our Instagram at business.casual.podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and check us out on Instagram at business.casual.podcast. Till next time.